Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armit. And after last week when we talked sort of very broadly about inspiration, I wanted to talk a little bit more like literally about inspiration or what I in my notes have written with a question mark as induction, <laughs> like what what induces us to make a specific thing? What sets us off? Because I've been I've been so enjoying seeing you know, seeing what on earth you're going to come up with. <laughs> like, because cause it's, I mean, you have some themes. I'm talking about glass specifically now because we've talked about other things. But you have some themes, like, you know, you nature and things. But even within that, I never know what you're going to do. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I never know what I'm going to do. So <laughs> I think we're both in the same boat. <laughs> what 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 is it that happens when you decide what you want to make in glass, when it's like a new thing? Um, like my process or like, like what, what sets you off? Like, okay. So when you, when you decided to make like spider webs or ghosts, I'm assuming it was like a Halloween thing. Yeah. But yeah. when you go for like sea creatures or when you decided that you wanted to do, uh, Daria or I'm trying to think of all the different things you make that I just, go, I know it, <gasps> pretty. it feels so incredibly eclectic. Like when I look at it, I was actually thinking about this today while I was in my studio working on stuff. And I'm like, it feels so random. Like right now I have a whole bunch of butterflies on my table. And of course, I'm inspired by butterflies because I just, you know, took care of a whole bunch of butterflies just recently. Like that was (laughs) a new thing I got into. So I'm like, oh, I should make some butterflies. And um, I'm looking at the colors. I'm like, you know, when I look at other artists and other people that make beautiful things that I admire and people I follow on Instagram, they always have so much more of like... A, like a continuous theme they have so much more mm-hmm. continuity they have so much like they have a strong color palette or at least like the collection that they're working on is like this one color palette right mm-hmm. and I was thinking I'm like maybe to be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing in the broader sense of having like people see my stuff or like look from an audience point of view like on Instagram or something like that I should focus in a little bit more on certain things and like maybe just a color palette will help or something like that. (laughs) But then like I get so distracted by just having this idea of, oh, I want to do pop culture things. And so I'm going to pick, you know, some of my favorite characters in pop culture and I really want to do a stained glass of them. Like I have Dwight and I have Daria and I just think that like these strange new characters like new as in like uh terms of the world right you know Mm -hmm. i think it's so funny to see them as stained glass which is as we've talked about before kind of why i'm drawn to it it's such an ancient form of art like it's everywhere and it's so biblical but then taking that and making it like daria right Mm -hmm. like this like this cynical 90s like cartoon like it just the juxtaposition of that is really cool to me and I really like it and it makes me smile and I, I like seeing it in that light. And also like these characters kind of lend themselves. They're so iconic. They have such, you know, strong color palettes and um, I, if it feels manageable for me to do. But then like I'll come up with something on my own where it's like, you know, I want to make a cute little skull, right? Like I'm not generally a skull person, but like I kind of really like when skulls which tend to be like very gothy and very (laughs) um heavy and death right i like when they're cute so it's like i've just recently bought a 
um, some art from Space Goth. I I bought a couple of her pieces, and they're all these reapers, like surrounded by houseplants and like going you know hanging out together and holding balloons like i just i really love it and it's like these watercolors and she doesn't even sell print she sells originals and it's like i adore this style of her um her reapers and because i was doing the cute little skulls during halloween i'm like now attracted to this other artist and like her work that's kind of similar to that and and again like so it's like the taking the cute from something that was scary before or or harsher before. So I just, I don't know where it comes from, but I know as soon as, I don't know, like a, an as idea soon as it hits happens. me, I just have to kind of make it. It's like, all right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make a pattern. Right now I'm very into Adventure Time. So mm-hmm. you can probably definitely guess that some Adventure Time theme pieces are going to be popping up soon, <laughs> even though the show is like super old, but I don't care. I mean, it's not as old as Daria. So there we go. Yeah. And and it's it's almost like your through line is the, the incongruous, like the through line is the contrast of this like ancient, very kind of elegant and fancy art form. And then the, the, the weird subject matter kind of, cause like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people who make, you know, portraits in stained glass and like, I don't know, like stained glass Beyonce. And I'm sure you could do that, but that wouldn't be something that you might gravitate towards you'd be like no i want to do the the b-girl from the blind melon video or whatever yes, right exactly <laughs> you get it <laughs> <laughs> that was that was not a, a play on queen b for some reason both of them just came to me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean like that's that's kind of what it is but then it kind of leaves me with this extremely eclectic collection and there's no through line to any of it like not even my colors really match Mm -hmm. and so maybe like that's something to strive for in the future i don't know or maybe i should just not try and just keep being myself and jumping from place to place i think i'm probably almost fortunate in that ceramic glazes are both like expensive and take up a lot of room so i don't have that many so i'm like forced to pick a few colors because i know when i um when i did classes even then like say she had like 12 12 10 or 12 or 15 colors or something and even then she'd be like i don't even set all of them out because people get like you kind of get decision freeze and you make you want to try all the colors and it also makes it hard for people to decide what to buy like if you have too we've talked about this before like if you have too many Mm -hmm. options people get confused um but i i think that about myself too sometimes like because when I was talking about it, I realized that I also like sort of the weird contrast of like, oh, hey, here's, you know, a mug and it's comfy and it has a bad word on it. Or it it is hard when you're making stuff that you want to share and sell when you're like, but I just want to try this new thing and I liked it and I'll make two of it. And then either nobody wants to buy it or you run out of them right away because people want to buy a ton of them. And you're like, OK, but that's not really my my thing i'm bad at themes i'm not a good entrepreneur like if i if i was better at that i'm sure i'd be like all right i'm you know going to do market research and i'm going to make only these few things but i like doing weird things i mean does that like with your sewing projects when you are deciding what to make i mean it does seem like 
you're in the same boat as me here where it's like, <laughs> oh, one day I'm going to make a skirt, then I'm going to make a dress, then I'm going to make a, you know, for a while you were making like that one um, silhouette dress, but I think that that was more experience rather than uh, yeah, the, desire, the, the, right? The the fun sort of skater jersey mm-hmm. dress. Yeah, because it, right. it was easy. I was sure that I could do it. And also, you know, I was finding just like fun fabrics that I'm sure are intended for children. But I was just like, no, it has glittery bugs. I will make a dress. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was largely experience. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that because you said you wanted to talk about this. And I'm just like, kind of again, like, I don't I don't know. They just, you know, who knows where ideas come from? They just they do. just appear. Yeah, ex- that's exactly how I feel. It just it's like I could be watching a TV show and being like, I need to make this out of glass. And mm-hmm. like, I just will, you know, like it, it just kind of happens. And I think that sometimes listening to that voice is the best path forward, because a lot of times you'll be like, oh, I need to make that. And then you like, eh, no, that's stupid. And you like shut it down. But then it like keeps popping up and like. <laughs> reminding you like you need to make this before you can move on with anything and and right now like I have some commissions and stuff that I'm working on commissions only for friends sorry everyone out there uh, <laughs> I just don't have enough time I can say no to friends it's hard for me to like you know say no to general okay I say no to the general like people who ask but like friends I can be re- much more honest and laid back about anyway so I take <laughs> commissions from friends so I have a couple of those in the shop right now that I'm working on and I will get really into doing this commission for someone, even though it is completely different than anything I would normally want to do myself. But then I'll get like really antsy to work on my own thing. And I'll be like, all right, I got to finish this commission so I could like reward myself with my own weird project. Or like I'm I'm wondering if anytime these commissions like might spark something new. So it is worth like taking a few commissions here and there for... Does it make you try like a weird technique or color? Or, like, how do I do corners in a special? Yeah, way or yeah, whatever? or like a different kind of animal that like I normally wouldn't do, or like just figuring out like an artistic like my style way to make this thing. Um, I mean, do you find that too in your stuff? Finding inspiration that way? Oh yeah, like with with the pottery, it's very much like I'm also like I don't want to do commissions because I already do a ton of stuff that isn't my favorite thing to do because they sell. But it's good because it challenges me to to fulfill a certain brief. And that might be like, you know, I could be like, well, I I know that I can make 12 identical mugs, but having to actually do it is like, all right, well, then I got to focus more or I got to practice more sometimes. So yeah, it is it is probably good sometimes because you you can say all you want. You're like, oh, I'm going to challenge myself and make sure that, I don't know, once a week or once a month, I'm going to make something that's not what I usually do. But Kind of like, I think it's the equivalent of like, okay, we're having guests over now. We actually have to clean, you know, Uh, (laughs) like if if for somebody else, you'll like, you know, uh, sharpen up a little bit. Because I think with with the sewing, when I was thinking about it, um, and we're talking about sewing here now, because that's where the projects are super random. And I think a little bit more kind of where you are with the glass and that you're like testing all sorts of stuff all the time. So, Mm -hmm. and I was thinking like my, my sort of four options, I think. Oh, actually, before before you say that, I, I would like, I posted about this on Twitter, I, I kind of, I want a gold star because I was about to start cutting out pro- material for a fun new project. And I was like, no, I need to go back to the thing that is stuck at a boring point. Uh, in this case, I think it was like zippers and hemming or something. And I picked it up and I continued on a boring old project that was not hey. an exciting new project. 
And I feel that's, like that's that's growth right there. Right. Because <laughs> it wasn't just like, oh, I don't I don't like how this is coming out or it's hard, but just like, you know, I could either start something new and fun and complicated or fun and simple that I could have finished right away. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to finish finish this thing. And I was like, you know, I, I deserve a sticker and, and applause and all of those things. Anyway, uh, so f- actually that project, it's a sort of mustard yellow corduroy pinafore skirt, like with um, shoulder straps and stuff. And there it was very much like I saw the material and I, I think I bought it online when I was, you know, just scrolling through because I saw this and I was like, that that has to be either, you know, uh, sort of dungaree overalls or an overall dress. That, that It has to be. That's I just I just could not get over it. And I don't know if it's like because I'm thinking of something in pop culture that I've seen or if it's just like it's the perfect image of like this needs to be a pinafore dress skirt thing. Because that often happens, like you see material, or I do, I see material and I'm like, all right, well, I, I, I can see immediately, like this needs to be, you know, a big flowy dress or a bodycon dress or weird trousers or whatever it might be, right? When you finish an old project that you were kind of reluctant to and, and you go through that, like forcing yourself period to be like, all right, I'm just going to finish it. Do you feel as proud of finishing that? as you would the shiny new project or is it more like okay i finished it that felt like a chore and now it's dead to me it kind of depends on why it's stalled because you know sometimes they stall it because you're like this didn't come out right i'm gonna have to either you know unpick or go through and fix or whatever it might be and that can feel kind of it's kind of a bittersweet because you're like well i i don't like how it came out because there was no fixing it or it didn't come out how I wanted. If it's just like, you know, it's the boring stuff left, sort of zippers, hems, that kind of thing. I do feel, and I I actually, I often feel a little extra proud of myself because I'm like, well, this is one thing off the pile. I went against my personality and I finished a thing (laughs) almost. So I'm I'm almost more proud of that than the new fun thing because the new fun thing, I can be like, well, if I get in a flow, I'll finish it and it's not really a challenge, kind of. And then the the second version is because the finished item is specifically something I want, which also could be uh, a fun pinafore dress in this case, because I'm like, well, I, I like I like overalls. I like dungarees um, and I have one sort of classic uh, dungaree dress that I bought in a store, I don't know, like 10 or 15 years ago. But I like fun colors and I can have, you know, better pockets or better fit or whatever. So but sometimes it's also like I suddenly just know, like, I want this weird party dress for Christmas parties that may or may not happen. And then I start thinking about, like, do I have something that could work for that? Do I need to find fun material? And sometimes the hunt is, you know, half the thing where like I want to find the perfect green cotton sateen or something. Hmm. And then the third one is kind of like you were talking about, like you see something. In this case, I think more literally, where, you know, you see a dress, especially when I'm watching stuff that's more sort of historical, whether that's the 1800s or the 1950s. Uh, And I'm just like, all right, that, that, I want, I want that. I need to have that. It's fun, which is also fun because, I mean, especially in the last year and a half, two years, what do I wear? I wear Sleep pajamas and work pajamas, right? Even more than my previous <laughs> freelance life. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like I dream the dream of the life that I may have at one point. 
but you know, like going through Pinterest and sometimes it reminds me of things that I've wanted to make for a long time. And sometimes I'm like, I didn't even, you know, this, this, you know, combination of, of fabric or this particular construction never even occurred to me. And, and now I know that I need this weird, I want to try making this weird sleeve because that's kind of part of the the fourth thing, which is, you know, weird new techniques or, or silhouettes where I have to figure out like, can I make this happen? Because sometimes I'm so stubborn. I'm like, I could buy a pattern, but I'm sure I could figure it out. And it's kind of like with, with, I think, crafts in general, we're like, why would I buy this for $20 when I can spend four weeks and $200 on this thing that is almost as good? <laughs> Not always like that, but a little bit where I'm like, I could spend so much time trying to figure this out. But that's, I think, where, again, some of the pride comes in, where it's not just like, oh, I made this, which is, you know, uh, many buckets of pride, but also be like, well, I figured it out myself. And I do have some abandoned or completely discarded projects where it's just like, all right, I clearly do not understand geometry uh, because this is not a shape that fits any part of my body, but it's still like getting there and playing around and sometimes making either, you know, tiny models or tons of mock-ups. It is very satisfying. And it's it's kind of the same with other art things. We're just like, I, I need to figure out how this is done where it can both be like a blessing and a curse that you can find instructions online or find, you know, videos on TikTok or YouTube of like, oh, okay, that's how you do that. We were like, okay, that's fun. Now I can try it. But it's also like you want to find it out for yourself. Because I'm curious, like, because you've talked about like you don't want people to send you stained glass things, right? Because you want to find your own inspiration oh absolutely which i'm reminded of because all the time i'm like oh this is a fun thing oh no wait no i can't send it to tiff because and i, I completely respect that and, and i, I understand so that, appreciate but... that <laughs> <laughs> uh, even if it's stuff from like i don't think tiff would ever want to make anything like this but i'm still like yeah but if you don't want that sort of influence or nudge bouncing around then then you don't right but because because that also means that like how do you how do you figure out, you know, new techniques or new challenges and stuff? Is it more that when you find the subject matter, then you sort of either experiment or read up on how to make that happen? Yeah, like techniques and stuff are different than I think the piece specific that you're making. Like if um, I just started using the came, which is kind of a a big piece of like lead border right and you need to like stretch it and you need to um get like a certain size so it fits in the channel and it melts at a different point so like i saw that you know i was like okay how can i finish my edges neater you know like i just want to be tidier about this and so then i looked up you know like finishing edges and i saw this product and I, I looked at some examples of like what it looks like when it's finished. And then I was like, okay, stopping here, I'm going to buy some and I'm going to try it. Right. And I tried it. I didn't do anything right the first time. I didn't stretch <laughs> it out like I was supposed to. So like I put it around my piece and then it got like so saggy, like around it. I burnt through it like tons of times. I'm like, how is this working? Like I just had my iron too hot and I didn't know that the temperature for the solder is different than the temperature when you're working with solder and the came and like there's all these little things. So I tried it first. I couldn't make it work because I just didn't know. And then I watched some YouTube videos about um, 
like technique versions of it. You know, they're mm-hmm. putting it around, you know, a big glass Santa Claus, like, you know, some uh, like, <laughs> a, like a I woman. Am not, I'm not going to be be. <laughs> yeah like uh, or infected by the santa claus exactly like you know no offense to you know the you know midwestern you know 80 year old grandma that's doing um stained glass yeah but that's like they're making all these great videos actually so thank you to the midwestern you know 80 year old stained glass grandma because like (laughs) even though you are you know wrapping these kind of like chuggy Santa Clauses, it's uh, it's still super helpful because the technique is there. And so I feel good watching these videos where they are making things that I am not interested in making, but using techniques that I need in order to make what I want to make. So mm-hmm. I, I think like that's like I'm still trying to avoid too much saturation on things because I mean, it feels really good, like the stained glass succulents that I make. I I love them. I think they're so cool. Um, you know, Instagram has me figured out a little bit too much. And I did see <laughs> someone else's stained glass succulents. And I wanted to flip my table. I was like, I know in my head, in the back of my mind, of course, there's someone out there that does it. Because I mean, it is why wouldn't there be? whatever the hell year it is. And it everyone has done everything, you know, like there is nothing new anymore. It just there isn't. And so I just didn't want to know, you know, like I just I just wanted to feel the accomplishment of, hey, I made up this thing on my own without any exterior influences. And even though I know there's probably dozens of people out there who make them, I just I'm proud that I didn't see it somewhere first and copy someone, Mm -hmm. you know, but now that I know that it's out there, it's still one of those like, (sighs) I knew you were out there and now I saw it. And now I'm kind of curious how they do their edges and how I do my edges, you know, like. I'm like, how far do I investigate this? And it's almost like I need to try and keep a lot of that stuff at arm's length or further, you know? And Mm -hmm. because I would so easily want to just be like, oh, hey, that's pretty. I'm going to make one of those too. You know, like I I don't want to take stained glass stuff into that realm it's like yeah i want to make feathers but i mean gosh everyone makes feathers like you get a beginning state like stained glass for beginners kit from like michael's and it's a feather you know like and it's not it's saying that people thing, who make like... feathers are bad it's just like if i'm gonna make a feather i kind of want to like figure out my own feather or like from my own <laughs> drawing or my own style like i do a little ghost he's one piece of glass like he's just one solid piece of glass with like a zigzag on the bottom. I don't want to look at other people's ghosts, you know, because it's like, that's my ghost because I drew it and I made it. And like, I'm sure there are tons of other stained glass ghosties out there. But like, you know, Mitch is his own little ghosty being and <laughs> and he will remain so. Um, so like that kind of finding inspiration it is more of like, I just want to be inspired by the world and life and my own designs of things as opposed mm-hmm. to like other people doing directly what I'm doing. And I think that like you kind of feel the same way. You're not like copying like, hey, I saw this maker make a dress. Therefore, I want to make it. You're like, I see a historic garment. And I would like to make it like I feel like that's different or I see like a silhouette uh, that was like manufactured that I feel like I can try and reproduce and make for myself. With the patterns that I buy, it's kind of more where I'm like, that's when it's very much like this is a, um, 
a garment that I want to wear more than mm-hmm. I maybe necessarily want to make. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not as important to me to do a bunch of trial and error. It's more like almost like I know I, I know I can figure out how to make, um, say, a button up shirt for myself. But it's not interesting enough for me to go through all of the trial and error. I can I can buy a pattern because there'll still be like interesting enough technique in there you know right yeah yeah like you're like i need to make a shirt and there are certain ways to make a shirt and there's no other like you can't really you know add an extra arm in a weird weird (laughs) place to like you know be i mean i guess there's a couple avant-garde pieces of fashion that do stuff like yeah absolutely no but yeah exactly it's it's kind of like if things are you know the things that are super easy i can usually figure out for myself uh, and the things that are you know either difficult or complicated or kind of new and weird i think it's fun to try and figure out but then the mid-tier stuff where i'm just like somebody already did the math for this mm-hmm. and it's not you know we again it's not weird and complicated enough that i'm like ooh, let me you know i want to sink my teeth into this it's just like somebody has has figured this thing out for me like a bomber jacket just to be like all right there's i'm gonna i'm gonna put something on backwards and it's not gonna be you know, a, a fun experiment. I'm just going to get annoyed or whatever. I mean, to give you like, you know, some um, uh, not excuses, uh, liberty to give you like a sense, <laughs> a little sense of liberty in that. Like, so I took a draping course over at FIT before I started doing um, uh, theater draping and uh, working in the costume shops, the, the like the bigger shops. And what you learn in like those beginning draping courses is just all basics like you just learn basic lines over and over and over again like you know this is where the yoke of a shirt goes this is you know where um princess seams go in a in a a bodice this is where you know when you're doing a corset or when you're doing a tulip skirt this is like the shape and it Mm -hmm. always is and where the seams go and where the lines are and this is like when you cut a sleeve, it will always be this shape. It'll be different lengths. It'll be different, you know, like it'll could billow out in the middle, but like it will always be this kind of shape. And you can then move forward and manipulate it wherever you, however you choose. And I think mm-hmm. that like that's not like learning those things. That's like the it's like kind of learning like cooking or or any like basic skill it's like this is like the beginning steps of making anything that someone does need to teach you, right? Yeah, like you don't you don't have to reinvent all the wheels. Right, right, exactly. It's like it's not instinctual to know exactly where seams are supposed to fall on the body unless you like do so much trial and error. And it's like why put yourself all through that when you could just be like basic draping, right? Like Mm-hmm. You know, these are where the seams go. This is how you boil water. You know, like this is how, <laughs> you know, in stained glass, how you like wrap the tape around a piece of glass because and this is the size you need. Otherwise, you're just it's going to fail. Right. Like these are like the standard things. And then like the creativity comes in changing all of that because you already know the rules. Right. And, you know, because if I know the basic rules, I can still just be like, well, this is how I'll make the pieces of say a princess seam bodice mm-hmm. on and for myself and like because i i i'm not working commercially i don't need to know how to and i'm also you know right now not working 
you know, making tutorials or something where, which you see sometimes where people start either teaching others or selling patterns or whatever a little too soon in their like enthusiastic maker journey, especially in in sewing and knitting, where it's like, yeah, but you're, you're not there yet. I can see that you can make stuff for yourself, but you you maybe shouldn't be trying to teach other people because you don't know the basics well enough. Whereas Mm -hmm. I can just be like, all right, I can also now I'm at the point where I can fix the little things, maybe not in the best way, but I can just still be like, I'll just, you know, take this in a little bit here on the side and you won't be able to see it. It won't look super neat from the inside. It wouldn't pass, you know, pass your draping teacher's (laughs) discerning eye, I'm sure. But that's not what I'm attempting to do. Right. Yeah. Of course. And also when when you're learning the things like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure and we've talked about this, you you probably have a ton of things that you've, you know, either thrown out or that, you're, or that you wouldn't yep. sell because you're like, it looks good, but I would not want someone to turn, out, turn it over and look at the back. Oh, I've thrown away a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> lots of stuff that is so uncute. And also, like, sometimes stuff just doesn't come out to your standards, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's cute and all, but. I don't want someone to have this or buy this and be like, oh, yeah, I got this from Tiff. And I'm like, nope, don't want my name associated with this. <laughs> it goes in the garbage. <laughs> uh, like I made this really ugly popsicle and it just came out weird. And I was like, who's going to want this? And I threw it away. Like, <laughs> it's just it was so bad. Um, I, I came up. um I have another question for you, which while you were describing like adding different pieces to your wardrobe, like as you were making, it's kind of totally off topic, but I just really need to know, is your closet just absolutely brimming with stuff? Because you're like, well, when I'm in the mood for this, I'm going to have this. And when I'm in the mood for that, I'm going to have that. Or do you like go through and get rid of stuff that is no longer like fitting to who you are or your inspiration at the moment or anything? Like, are you a saver for when it comes around again? Or are you a discarder for, you know, like I am that is dead to me. I am moving on. I think I'm a little bit of both. Because I do discard things where it can either be like, I'm not interested in this now, or I want to make a more, you know, complicated or fancy version of this. Because it's not so much like the fashion will come around or, you know, because I think like part of me wants to be like, oh, I'm a capsule, I'm a capsule wardrobe person. Like I own eight pieces of clothing or for that matter, kind of same as with my, with, with the pottery or other things where I'm like, oh no, I have a very clear through line. It, it's all very cohesive, but I'm like 18 different people in any given month. You know, like some days I, I do feel like a wacky kindergarten teacher. And some days I feel like this sleek vintage lady. And I mean, a lot of the time I'm a 14 year old boy, uh, you know, also I, I kind of want to have all those things waiting for me. And, you know, almost I almost like finding things that either I've made or bought, but the made ones are when I'm like, oh, I almost forgot that I had this because then I get to like re-experience it and be like, Ooh, this is nice. I made this, you know? Uh, so I, I do try to sort of shuffle my literal sort of closet every now and then just to remember what I own. And also, I mean, I, I live in a place with aggressive seasons. So uh, a lot of the, the capsule wardrobe videos or articles, I think are like, adapted for a very specific kind of belt around the earth where the seasons <laughs> are more similar. Um, because even even with tights, some of my summery dresses don't work in the winter, you know? 
Um, it's kind of bad for our podcast that we both kind of feel the same way because I'm also <laughs> like all over the freaking place. I want to dress, you know, all in black one day and with like, you know, some like big heavy Doc Martin boots. And then the next day I'm like, you know, uh, big billowy kimono and like <laughs> kind of like feathers in my hair, you know, like that kind of thing. I just, I can't decide. And I used to think that that was just being unsettled and like not figuring out who I am. But then I was like, oh, wait, who I am is like all of these things. And I'm not restricted to just one. And I think that that's why inspiration, haha, to bring it back around here, inspiration can come from anywhere and can feel really eclectic in what we're doing, because we have all of these parts of ourselves that are volleying for attention. And it's like, okay, today I'm going to give attention to the emo goth side of me. And I'm going to (laughs) make spiders and skulls and, you know, black and white hearts. And then the next day, it's like, I want to be the, you know, indie nerd girl gamer. And so I'm going to, you know, make video game characters and, you know, old cartoon characters and like do that kind of stuff. And then the next day, I'm feeling like wispy and ethereal. And then I'll get out, you know, the butterflies and the pastel colors. And it's like, I have to give a voice to all those different parts the same way I would with like changing up my wardrobe. I feel like doing art and being inspired it happens the same way for me and then you also have like you know your your podcast co-host is like hey manatees have you ever thought about manatees and you get this like (laughs) slight push to do something that you might not have thought of otherwise that's that's the commissions from friends like that's different like yeah yeah i I feel like i want to go upstairs and sew all the things i need to actually (laughs) attach some handles after i've had uh dinner i'm trying to like pace myself well ahead of all the christmas markets in december maybe what we should do in order to feel like we have a little bit more control and continuity in our making lives is that maybe we should have our our personality um whims kind of sectioned off into collections right like this is Mm -hmm. the ethereal collection from you know glass and sewing this is the gothy collection from glass and sewing you know like (laughs) the like i feel like if i put all of those elements that are similar together it would all look so it would make so much sense together without any of the other things right and then you look at the other section and together this all makes sense but it looks like it's from like six different people um do you you think that you could like if if i told you like okay your homework is to pick out sort of three main colors that are what you get to use for the next few weeks and like you can use other accent colors but like if do you think that is something you could do or would that just be frustrating no i say we do that for because for pop culture obviously like you need the colors that make sense for that character but if i was like all right and i want you to make make art on i'm not going to tell you what the colors are but like pick pick if if you're going to do a collection so so what what do i do then should i just make Weird. You would have the same thing. You would have restricted a color palette. I think in January, we should pick like leading up to January, because in January, all the holidays are done and we can just like focus on oh, I like making this idea. stuff and it's winter and it's cold. Um, we pick color palettes and reveal them for ourselves. And then we could talk about like the journey of of like being restricted and how we feel about that. For I think that I think that 
be good. I think we should definitely have okay, that assignment I, I in our future. I think that we should also say that for both of us, at least one of those color- colors should not be in the teal turquoise family. <laughs> oh, that's painful. <laughs> because like, if I'm going to pick three colors, like if I, especially if I'm thinking about, like, you know, the fabric that I have, okay. mm-hmm. a lot of it is in there. <laughs> okay, no blue. No blue. <laughs> I mean, it can be just not, just not all three should not just be in that. Like something should be somewhere else as well okay well we'll we'll do that we will um you know we'll 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 narrow down this challenge i like this i like this i think this brainstorming session is great and it will um, lead to some new inspiration and if um if you have any new inspiration you can go and find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do pod on twitter and instagram our email is make do pod at gmail.com you can let us know about your inspiration and maybe um places that you found inspiration before and you can also find us individually at tiff arment and at julia scott s-k-o-t-t Ooh, quick announcement i have a website now where you can buy things uh www.girlwiththegreatglass.com um i have a few things up most things are listed as sold out even though they're kind of not they're just not for sale uh and i'm new to making websites (laughs) so (laughs) you can go check that out and we will be back in a fortnight and until then go make and do and find inspiration wherever the hell you want